1: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, lays it into Trey. Two seconds one. Trey Slaughter!
0: edub ladies and gentlemen boys and girls what is up what is up what is up welcome to another edition of the hawks beat podcast a podcast about the atlanta hawks i'm your host edub thank you for checking us out wherever you are tuned into we appreciate you for coming by and uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule to hear what we got to say about your Atlanta Hawks. So um, they're streaking, guys. They are streaking. <laughs> the Hawks have won five games in a row. It's taken a while, but it seems that this team is starting to catch their stride. Um, they take out the Kings today, 121-104. to Um We'll go over the usual format that we do in the pod. We're going to talk a little bit about what we saw at the game. We're going to get a little fan feedback. I have a little bit of sound from Nate and a little bit of sound from a Congo that I'll try to get in there uh, in our third segment. But listen, this team has won five in a row and uh, they're feeling good. They're looking good. They, they, they look together. They look connected, as, as Coach McMillan would say. And if you're a Hawks fan, I know you have to be excited about what you're seeing right now. Um, took a little while. And, you know, there's been a lot of fodder about why they're playing good. Is it, you know, addition by subtraction? You know, is it, um, you know, when, when, when the Cam Reddish trade went down, then, you know, did he put everybody on notice and guys are just playing better? I don't know. I, I think it's a little mixture of little everything. And, and I might get into that a little bit later, but I don't know. just want to kind of focus on tonight's game and um where the Hawks, where I believe the Hawks are going. So um, good win tonight against the uh, Sacramento Kings. Started out a little bit slow, but we'll talk about that once we get into the game flow. Um. First things first man Big part of what we do is on the social media front So make sure you're connected with us On our social media We would love for you to connect with us um, Twitter is a big part of what we do So make sure you connect with us on Twitter and Instagram At HawksBeat We put some stuff on our Facebook, but not that much. You know, we put our links up there when the pod drops. Uh, But a good majority of our stuff is on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you're following us there. And when you have time and what I mean by when you have time, I mean, like right now, you need to stop what you're doing and subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) Go right ahead. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I know a majority of my listeners, uh, listen via the Apple podcast, uh, network and actually the Apple podcast streaming service. I don't I guess that's a streaming service. So, uh, make sure you swing by there and give us a, a subscription and let us know what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. And, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. And I know I said that before every podcast, but that, that's kind of the lifeblood, man. You know, that's, uh, When you're doing a podcast, a big part of what you do is get that credibility. And so ratings and subscriptions, they help with our credibility. So uh, we're doing the work. We're putting the content out. And we just need you guys to come and validate us and let us know, hey, you know, hey, this guy's he's doing pretty good, you know. So uh, look out for the kid. We greatly appreciate it. All right. So um, social media, this, that and the other. Um, Let me see. Did I forget anything else? No, I didn't. Um, also, um, a bit of news. Um, I don't think I've mentioned it at the last pod I did, but Trey Young, your Trey Young, is the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. So, um, salute to Trey, man. Um, had a very good week. Um, the Hawks were at, at the time, they were 4 0. And, um, you know salute to the young guy, man, you know, had a whale of a four game run for the Hawks and, uh, you know, he's won the award several times and, um, you know, just good. It's always good to get recognition, right? It's always good to get recognition and, um, yeah, salute to Trey for winning the Eastern conference player of the week. I'm sure this won't be the last. So, uh, and as a matter of fact, man, Trey's on pace to go. If you're really looking at it, Trey's on pace to get that first team All-NBA for being real, you know? Uh, Definitely, I mean, definitely second team at least. But I think he's making a strong case for All-NBA first team, right? That's just kind of my little two cents. But guy's having a phenomenal season, having a phenomenal season. But um, going into tonight's game, It was weird because I looked at the injury report and the Hawks didn't have any names on there. It was a clean injury report. I don't know the last time I've I've done a Hawks game and seen a clean report like that. Everybody was available. Um, Bogey was uh, slated to return tonight. And so that was rather exciting. And uh, it was just for the first time in a long time, you just had all your guns, right? It's like you finally have all your guns ready to go, and it was time to play with some live bullets. So, um, as we'll talk about in the in the, uh, the game flow, uh, Bogey had himself quite a game, quite a return to action. Uh, looked really good on that knee on both sides of the ball. Um. The last number I looked at, the Hawks were nine and a half point favorites. Um, uh, De'Aaron Fox didn't play. And I think that number even jumped as far up to like 11, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't see the final number, but I looked at it earlier. It was like nine and a half. So they were at least nine and a half, ten and a point favorites. That number was looking real shaky in the beginning (laughs) because the Hawks came out very sluggish. But Let's go ahead and get into this game flow and talk uh, what we saw from the game. We were in the building tonight, and so uh, it's always good to have a live vantage point to see what the energy looks like, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a firsthand experience. So to start the game, Nate went with Trey, Kevin, Dre, JC, and Clint, and I think the... I think you're starting to get some continuity with those five guys. Now, they came out the gate sluggish, but the idea of five guys playing together, stringing together some games and getting wins is a big plus, even though they didn't play well to come out in the beginning. Um, and Nate said at the be- at the end of the game, he was like, you know what, I- it's, it's, a- it's the NBA. Some nights you're not going to come out good, you know, you're not going to come out strong, he was like, I'm more interested in see how we react, how we finish the game, you know, and, uh, like, that makes a lot of sense, right, you know, it, it, yeah, you start the game out sluggish, but how do you respond, you know, how do you respond, but, um I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> it didn't start out good at all, uh, Kings were without no De'Aaron Fox, but my guy Davion Mitchell started the game, and And I will tell you something, Davion, uh, Davion Mitchell is a ball player. For those of you who have been listening for a while and who remember my uh, draft podcast when I did the, uh, you know, when we did draft stuff, Davion Mitchell was like number one on my draft board. I was like, he's not going to be there when the Hawks draft at 19. But if I had a favorite guy in the entire draft. It was when Davion Mitchell, that boy is a dog on both sides of the, on both sides of the ball. Um, <clears throat> and that's just kind of program Baylor has right now. They just run a bunch of athletes out there. He is an athlete and he came out the gate running and gunning Jack <laughs> He came out there running the gunning, uh, looking really good. You know, on my notes, I was like, yo, Defense looks a little bit shaky. The the energy just looked off to me. They looked a little slow. And Dave got going cooking. He was cooking early. Um, I don't know who was drawing that assignment. <clears throat> I think it may have, I think it was probably Trey. Um, but he was just bigger and stronger. Trey couldn't do nothing with him. Trey couldn't do nothing with him. Kings jump out to like a I think it was like a 10 or 12 point lead early on. And what I noticed from that first in that first unit. Too much dribbling. Um, the ball wasn't moving. Trey was dribbling too much. Hunter was dribbling too much. Like, it just, the ball has to have energy. The ball has to have energy. And that first quarter, the ball did not have energy. It did not have energy, well, at least while the starters were out there. Um, Nate goes to DeLon Wright as the first um, guy off the bench, which was kind of surprising. I thought he was going to go with either Bogey or Gallo like he normally does, but he elected to go with uh, Delon over Kevin Herter. I mean, to replace Kevin Herter, and that might have been because maybe it was Kevin that was getting cooked by Davion. <laughs> I don't know, but as of late, Davion has been a—he's um, been a really good defender. I mean, not Davion, Delon. I'm sorry, Delon Wright has been a good defender. He's had a solid year for the Hawks, as far as you know. His play has been concerned. I know sometimes people have giving him a little bit of heat, but he's been a solid contributor for this team. Like, go check the numbers. He has been really solid. But that first quarter, um, the starters were just, they just weren't good. They weren't good at all. Um, DeLon comes in, and then <clears throat> you go to uh, an all-bench unit of DeLon, Gallinari, Bogey, Lou, and Okongwu. And that would be the five that would play the game. Nate only went 10 deep. Uh, Jalen Johnson, DMP, Jang, DMP, Knox, TLC, Skylar Mays. None of those guys had any playing time. And so after the first quarter, 33-21, and you're like, yo, like, what is really going on? The Hawks shot one of 10 from three in that quarter and just totally outplayed in all facets of the game. But the second quarter was where it went down. (laughs) Do you hear me? Um, This was the quarter about. I mean, and actually, like we could really just talk about this quarter and just be done with it. Because after this quarter, it was like the 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 (laughs) the blow of death, right? The Hawks score the King outscore the Kings. Listen to me: forty six to seventeen. Let me say that again. The Hawks outscored the Kings 46 to 17. Oh, my God. Like that second unit came in and you almost wanted them to play the entire quarter like they had it cooking that good. Uh, Nate McMillan said after the game, he said the thing that really impressed him so much is that they was getting stops, you know, like, you know, they was getting stops. And then they was converting. They was tough. So that five of d Gallo, Bogey, Lou, and Onyeka, that was probably the best I had seen that bench play all season long um, to get. I know Bogey's usually not with that unit. But, I mean, Bogey starts making shots. Uh, he ended up with 13 points in the quarter. Lou will. I thought Lou did a masterful job of playing basketball in that first stretch. Um, and it wasn't even so much that he was just, you know, make him. He only had five points and three assists in those eight minutes, right? But it was how he was playing. It was like how the unit was playing. The unit had synergy and you could see it. You could see the energy. With the ball, the ball was moving, everybody was passing, they had energy, and it was so unlike the first quarter when the starters were out there. You know, they're getting stops, they're getting rebounds, and it was just like it kept snowballing. It was just like every play down the court, you knew they were going to score. It was crazy. Like, they went six of ten from three, 17 of 24 from the field, they shot 70. Percent they shot seventy percent. They almost dropped a fifty piece on this Kings team, and it just—I mean—it just started snowballing, and there was nothing the Kings could do to stop it. Nothing they could do to stop it. The starters came in at the four-four minute mark around four twenty, and <laughs> the old dude. There is an old dude that I sit kind of in the same area. And he sounds like one of those old coaches from, like, back in the day, right? He's always yelling at Trey, telling him not, <laughs> not to make uh, that pass. Or, you know, he, he doesn't like hot, you know, flashy stuff. He just likes, you know, regular basketball. And the starters are coming in, and he goes, why are they coming back in? Why doesn't he keep the bench out there? The bench was hot. Yes, they were hot, sir, but they've been playing for eight minutes. Actually, over eight minutes. They played seven and a half minutes in the quarter. And they finished out the uh, the first quarter. So I'm sure they were gassed. I know Lou was gassed. Uh, it, you had some highlight plays. Lou goes coast to coast with a one-handed jam. The guys off the bench just go crazy. Uh, he throws an alley-oop to Anyeka That just is nuts. It is nuts. If you follow us on Twitter or Instagram, I have the fo- the video up there. They replayed it in State Farm at like four or five times, and I got the replay. It's on our Twitter. It's on our Instagram. Um, but, yeah, just Showtime plays, and you're like, what is going on? Bogeys hitting threes, and it was just a really fun time. For the Atlanta Hawks, man. So, you go from being down in that first quarter to going into halftime with a score of 50-67. to 67. You have opened up a 17-point lead going into the second half. And for all intents and purposes, the third and fourth quarter were kind of formalities, you know? Um now, you never want to sit on a 17-point lead and just think that, oh, we don't got to play anymore. Um, you had to go out there and play, but I thought that things kind of settled down in the third quarter. Kind of looked more and more like a basketball game where two teams that got paid played, right? Like So, okay. Okay, we're, we're professionals, and so uh, that's what it's supposed to look like in the third quarter. Hawks win the quarter 27-24. to 24. But uh, it looked more, it didn't look like it did in the second. That second quarter, it looked like you had a NBA team and a team full of guys from the G League. No disrespect to the G League, right? But um, third quarter, they just kind of kept him at bay. Uh, Trey had 10 points in the quarter. He starts uh, cooking a little bit. And typically, the way games have been going, third quarter is usually Trey's quarter. It's usually Trey's quarter. Uh, he hits two out of four from three. Again, ten points, three assists. Thought it, this, the the um, the starters looked much better this time around. They looked much better this time around. But um, yeah, fourth quarter, kind of much of the same. Um, Kings actually win that quarter, but by this time you're you know you're in you're in garbage time. You know you're in garbage <laughs> in garbage time, and. Uh, Yeah, so I apologize. I said earlier that um, Nate only went 10 deep on his bench. That wasn't correct. Those other guys got in the game because fourth quarter, they got those fourth quarter minutes. So, like, five minutes left, they threw Skyler out there, TLC, uh, Jalen Johnson, you know, Gorgie Jang, and Kevin Knox. They all got, like, four minutes. So, um, as far as the regular heavy minutes, Those went to pretty much just 10 guys. You know, the other guys just kind of got that garbage time and just kind of just played out the third and the fourth quarter. But this game was really, I mean, it was blown up in the second quarter. It was blown up in the second quarter. And that was pretty much the story of the game, man. 121-104. to Hawks get a much-needed win. Continue the win streak. And now they are tied with the New York Knicks. And uh, let me see. Ty, will actually, New York is kind of ahead of them. Um, they got the head-to-head in the conference stuff. So they're they're like one percentage point behind the Knicks. The Knicks are 23 and 26. Hawks are 22 and 25. But if you ask me, if you're looking at the standings, and we're going to go into some fan feedback in just a moment. But if you look at the standings right now, we'll start from the seventh seed. The seventh seed is the first team in the play-in. 7 is Charlotte, 8 is Boston, 9 is Toronto, 10 is Washington. Do you fear any of those teams? Neither do I. If a Haw- if the Hawks are healthy, I'm not worried about any four of those teams and I'm definitely not worried about the Knicks, the team that is ahead of the Hawks. I would put all those teams kind of in a in a tier and that first six, I would kind of put them in a in, a, in another tier, you know. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, uh, Miami, Chicago, Cleveland. We're going to talk about Cleveland uh, one of these days, but Cleveland is one and a half games out of first place, man. So (laughs) the standings are looking very, very interesting, man. We haven't got to the all-star break, and there's still basketball to be played on the other side. Um, There's still a possibility of trades going down, so... Listen, there's a lot of basketball left, guys. There is a lot of basketball left. But um, I tell you what, man, it's going to be interesting to see what this thing looks like on the second half of the season. All right. So um, let's take a look at some of this fan feedback, man. Um, Again, if you're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, make sure you're following us at Hawks Beat. Two questions always asked after the game is what did you guys think about the game what are your thoughts your takeaways and also uh what are uh, who was your mvp all right let's pull up the twitter my guy atl ramasaki from japan says love the effort by the bench unit and big o did it again so glad everybody is back healthy yes health is a huge part of the game and i think we kind of underestimated Uh, a healthy team earlier on in the season because you just got to have healthy guys to win. I mean, you got to have healthy guys to win ball games. So yeah. Uh, Mitchell Andrews on Twitter says great game from the second unit, especially big O let's see how they play against Boston and LA Sacramento is a bad team and missing their best player. Yes, they are absolutely right. However, my brother, you got to take these wins. how you can get them. You know what I mean? Like I understand Sacramento is who they are, but you got you got you got to take care of this business, and you got to take care of some of that business that you're probably not supposed to take care of. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Blanchett on Twitter said, "We are never losing again, ever." <laughs> I, lo- I love the confidence. My guy Brad Harden says, "Lou will get them started, and the rest is history." Uh, talking, of course, about. Um, the MVP, um, let's see, let's see, Michael Green, ATL on Twitter says, really, the whole bench unit, uh, as far as his MVP, and he shot me a gif of, uh, Onyeka dunking the ball, so, all those guys. Uh, Reggie's World said, if I had to pick one dude, I would probably say a Kangu, but the bench play was huge. Yeah, man, the bench blew that thing out the doors in the second half, man, I mean second quarter, and that was really the uh, the uh, cornerstone of tonight's game, so last but definitely not least, let me um, let me kill up this Nate McMillan sound, and I think I got some sound from Okongu and uh, we'll listen to a little bit about what they had to say after tonight's game.
1: Our, our first unit uh, started off slow. And the second unit just came in and uh, really uh, established the defense, was able to uh, get some stops and uh, get out in transition. Uh, You know, they had a really good chemistry, even though, you know, uh, Bogey really hasn't played with that unit a lot. So it was good to, uh, you know, see those guys uh, play well. Yeah, Bogey looking like he didn't miss a beat at all after missing a few games. Just what do you see out of him and and his kind of engine that he had with that second unit? Well, I thought he was aggressive. I thought all of our guys in that second unit was uh, really aggressive. They had a chemistry uh, playing off of each other. But I like the fact that they established uh, the defense. They got some stops. We started to get pressure on the ball. Uh, I thought that, you know, the first, you know, six, seven minutes of that first quarter, we really had no pressure on the ball. And, uh, Sacramento was pretty much doing whatever they wanted to do, go wherever they wanted to go. Uh, but the, uh, the second unit came in and really, uh, you know, gave us a big lift.
0: Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that was Nate just talking about the the defensive intensity, you know? And he was like, yeah, we scored 40 some points, but like, the thing that impressed me was the, the defense, getting these stops, you know, and that's what you got to hammer it because the offense is always going to be there. The offense is always going to be there, especially when you got tra- guys like Trey who can do so much offensively for you as far as scoring the basketball and putting other people in a position to score. So, yeah, always good to hear from Nate. Here's a little bit from Onyaka on Congo talking a little bit about the alley that he caught from Lou. It's pretty good moment here. It's funny, man, because
1: uh, pregame, Jalen was telling me, like, I don't see you dunk. I, you got no bounce, oh. And I'm just like, yo, I don't, I gotta let him know. You know, it's coincidental, but, you know, when Lou threw that pass, up, so I'm like, no, I'm trying to dunk this, you know. He threw so far behind me, I didn't think I was going to get it, but, you know, I still got a little bounce, got a little ups left. You know, it was a crazy play. Posterizing dunk. I mean, then you see Gallo go up for the reverse dunk. Did anyone challenge him on the bench, too, or what, what was that about? Nah, man, I guess there's something in the air. You know, we were all jumping. Lou
0: even got a to dunk tonight. You know, we were cheering for him. You know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, big O, the nice ali dunk. You know, if you are following us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, make sure you swing by and check that out, man. Just a good play. Um, last but not least, man, just my overall thoughts from tonight's win. Um, another one that you put in your pocket. Right, another one that you put in your pocket, and I think I've said it. If I don't say it every every podcast, but it's not easy to win in this league. You know, you can't take wins for granted. Yes, Sacramento was not the best team, but you still had to win. You know, and and if you would have lost, then people would have been like, "Oh, y'all lost to Sacramento." This was a game that you kind of had to win, and the game that you won. You know, so uh, you put this in your pocket, and we move forward, man. Put it in your pocket and you move forward. So, um, as we put this pod to bed, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, let's see. J, no, pull up my schedule. <laughs> this Saturday, I'm sorry, not this Saturday. This Friday, they are back at home, State Farm Arena, playing the Boston Celtics. And Sunday, we got matinee basketball. You got, you guys know, I love me some matinee basketball. Matinee basketball one o'clock Hawks Lakers going to be able to do my pod and put it to, and, and have that out before bedtime. I love it. I love it. I love it. And on Monday, they're going to take on the Raptors. So three home games, Celtics, Lakers, and Raptors. Um, you would like to grab all three, but, uh, at the very least, like grab two of them, you know, at the very least grab two of them and keep this train rolling, keep this train rolling. Um, yeah, I mean, you like, and I think you can get all three, to be honest with you. I think you can get all three, but if you can get two, it won't be the end of the world. So, um that's about it, folks. We're going to put this pod to bed. I appreciate you guys sticking in there with us and uh, listening to the pod. Uh, we always appreciate the retweets and the reshares of the podcast, the links and everything. Spread the word. Tell a friend of a friend of a friend about the Hawksweet podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, like we always say, man, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to get to know him and find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. time. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
1: Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.